can join me again in the gospel according to Matthew uh, chapter 25. I'll be reading for our hearing verses 31 to 33, but we'll look at this entire pericope of verses 31 to verses uh, 46. And those who are able, if you don't mind, if you can stand in the honoring and reading of God's word. If you're not there, say, hold on. Amen. I can wait as we get there together. Looking again, the gospel, Matthew 25th chapter, uh, verses 31 to 46. I will read verses 31 to 33. As we are still turning there, as we celebrate Palm Sunday, uh, Jesus in this text has already entered into Jerusalem. And now he is sitting, teaching, and sharing about end times. If you look, uh, some Sadducees came up to him trying to trick him, for they do not believe in the resurrection. Thought they had a funny question, saying a man was married to his wife seven times, these brothers, so when they ride, who's married to who? And so they thought they were being funny. And Jesus said, looked at them and just let them know, you don't know what you're asking because you're not aware of this truth of this resurrection, that when we rise again, we will not marry, but we will be like the angels. And so he is continuing teaching and educating and sharing us during this old time. So when we come to this next illustration of his teaching, we pick up at verse 31. I'm reading for the New Living Translation. The Word of God says, But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Praise God for his words. You may be seated. As you take your seat, if you can help me announce this to your neighbor, tell him, compassion for the least. Tell your other neighbor, make sure they don't feel lifted out. Tell them compassion for the least. Amen. Looking at this text, this text, there's a lot of theological lessons that can be lifted up and drawn from this text. We can look at this text and see that first and foremost, the Son of Man says he comes in his glorious throne. Then he, uh, le- he compares himself to a shepherd. Then he goes on and says, the king sits down. Y'all catch that? Right there in that text, he went from the son of man to the glorious one sitting on a throne with his angels to like a shepherd to now the king. Uh, That's what I said. There's a whole lot of theological discussions that I could spend time and talking about. But yet, for the brevity of this morning, we're just going to look at the latter part. At the shepherd separating the sheep from the goat. We will highlight again, looking at he is sovereign, he is king, he is shepherd, he is the glorious one, and he is the son of man. But also, I want to highlight on this teaching he gives to having compassion for the least. We see here this king is sitting in glory with all the angels around him and also all the people around him. Y'all see that? 
all the angels and all the people. Some translations have the nations here. The nations can be also translated as the people. Same way when we say, well, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. It's dealing with all nations, all people, no matter who you are around the world. One day we all will stand before Jesus. If you can help me preach this to you, preach this to you next time, we will all stand before him. But the issue is now that once we stand before him, where will we go? To the left or to the right? Because he's showing us that we, as we focus on this text, we want to, I want to highlight the authority of the king. Jesus, who is making this declaration, is also pointing out he has the authority to do so. He is now in this text at the point of bringing judgment to all the nations. The people of the world stand before him to be judged, and the basis of this judgment is the basis of their compassion of their heart. For this reason, Jesus, the great king, the judge and shepherd, sits there now and separates them as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And looking at the simile of him being like a shepherd, I want to highlight to us, for those who may not be familiar with the Palestinian and sheep shepherd times, it points out that at night, the shepherd will separate the sheep to sleep out in the pasture and the goats to go into a barn to sleep before the goats did not like the cold air. They needed something to keep warm while the sheep are, are very well coated. They like to lay down in the fresh air. Y'all catch that there? The shepherd sees that he needs to separate the sheep at night so that they can rest. So this leads us to our focus on the separation. The sheep are to the right are called blessed and will receive the kingdom that was prepared for them since the world was made. This is great news to hear from the king who makes up the sheep. And who, so this is great news to hear from the king and, and listen. So, but who makes up the sheep who are blessed? Because he says the sheep, he separate the nation. Who are the sheep? For he says, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. I was a stranger. You invited me and I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you? In or naked and clothed you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? Let's go back again. The shepherd separates the sheep from the goat. The sheep are called blessed and welcome into the kingdom, and they can now have rest. A shepherd in the Palestinian times would separate the sheep from the goats so that the sheep can have rest and the goats can have rest. But here, the sheep and the goat are okay because in the morning, they're going to meet back up again. But here, when the shepherd separates the sheep and the goat, they're not going to meet up again. The sheep are called blessed. They are perplexed. Why are we called blessed? He, and look what the shepherd says. Well, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was naked, you clothed me. I was in prison, you came to me. When I was sick, you visited me. The right, now that you see it says the righteous says, when did this happen? See how they are, are righteous because they are righteous means this, that they did what was right. And doing what is right is doing what God calls us to do. And so Jesus looks at them and points out to them, the king looks at the righteous to point out to them that when you did it to the least of these, you did what? You did it to me. 
I, I can see myself in, in perplexed just as they are. That king, when did I ever see you naked? King, when did I ever see you thirsty? King, when did I ever see you hungry? You see that when you, when you say, I would have recognized the king being in trouble, I, I can remember when I helped out the king. He is pointing out to it did not matter that it was me. But when you took care the least. You took care of me. We live in a time and a society that we don't look to take care of the least, but we look to take care of the popular. We look to take care of the wealth. We look to take care of those that's going to give something back to us. But the king of kings, the Lord of lords, points out that when you took care of those who are unable to take care of themselves, you were taking care of me. Can I help somebody out? Has somebody been there before when you were unable to take care of a loved one, but somebody stepped in? And when they stepped in and provided for your loved one, they were taking care of you? Because you can think about when someone babysits your child, somebody t brings home your child, they're taking care of you because you're no longer worried, you're no longer stressed, you're no longer concerned about their safety because you found out that somebody was looking out for them and was a blessing to them. Isn't that good news? Has anybody been waiting on a phone call, waiting for somebody to call you, tell you that your child was okay? And once you heard that, they took care of you because they took care of your child. That's what God is showing us right now, that when we look around and see people in trouble, people in peril, that when we can take care of them, we're taking care of him. Because, you know, for God so loved the world. And so if he loves all people, then all people are deserve of love. And since all people are deserving of love, what is my job? What is my role? What is my responsibility in sharing this love? That is that I need to be aware of those around me and look to be a blessing to those that I can, even if I can't get anything back. That's another big thing. Jesus taught that how when you give to somebody, give, don't expect to get paid back. When we give something to somebody, in the back of our mind, we are hesitant unless they say, I'll pay you back. Okay, you're good to go. But somebody say, can I borrow $20? You, you say, borrow. You start checking their credit score. You haven't paid me back the last time. I gave you $20. Well, don't, don't borrow. Some, don't, don't lend somebody money if you're going to need it back. Because then you're always going to be in that process that you won't be able to be compassionate towards them because they might be in another hardship. And they're going to need some more money. And so we need to look into the process and realize that, God, how can I be more compassionate and realize that I'm giving to people because they're in need and they're unable to pay me back. And so that's a change for society because think about how we are in such debt and crisis now because of people in debt, because of getting money they cannot afford to pay back. And then what they do, they take everything you got. That's why they, they want your title to your car. They won't come get it when you can't pay. And when you ask you, they'll just take it. They'll come and take all your stuff out your house and put it on the sidewalk once you miss that rent. Let you know, no, you need to get up out of here. It's not my problem you don't have a place to stay. And so we need to realize that's how the world and business are pointing out. But God is saying that's not how we work. He says, when I was lonely, you invited me in. Y'all see that, right? 
you were hospitable. We should be looking at when someone has no place to stay, will I open up my house and let them come in? Someone does not have a meal to eat. Will I give them a meal? Will I give them my meal? Will I share? Will I give them the best or will I give them the rest? Will I give them the best or will I give them less? What are we looking to do? So Christ is showing us, look at this, that when we look at this text, he's showing us that judgment has come. Again, another theological point, we could look at judgment is going to come. I cannot tell you on, a, on, a, on, you know, with, on, on, on authority of when this judgment will take place, but we know judgment is going to come, and it's somewhere in the end. But one part of the judgment he looks at is this, that when they come before him, he will judge them by how they serve. Yes, 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 yes. Those who confess Jesus Christ's names will be in the book of life. And therefore, if your name is in the book of life, you should have a transformation. He says this, that unless you love me more than you love everybody else, you're not worthy to be my disciple. So if we love him as, as Jesus pointed us to love the Lord our God, all our might, with all our strength, with all our heart, and love our neighbors, and love ourselves, then we'll be moved, we'll be moved, we'll be moved to have compassion for the least of these. So how can I say I love God, but I'm not looking out for my brothers and my sisters? How can I say I love God, but when I see people in trouble, I say it's not my problem? That's why we have problems in our society now that some people move out to other sides of the city and say it's not my problem. But it becomes your problem when they, when they come to your neighborhood. And the thing is this, that if it's a community problem, it's our problem. And we need to look into that if somebody's hungry, that's my problem. If somebody's sick, that's my problem. How do disease and stuff fail? Because one person gets it. <laughs> and they spread it around. And so when we look into it, if, if, we can, if one person can spread disease, one person can spread love. Y'all familiar with Mother Teresa? Do you know that she, Mother Teresa was not allowed to become a nun? So she, she did it all on her own? Because she had a desire to make a difference? And so she went to the least of them, and she went to the least, and she started training others to be like her, and now everybody knows her now. <laughs> because one person decided, I want to make a difference, and this one person started serving, and other people started following her example, and now she is well-renowned and recognized for her ministry. Because one person decided to make a difference. So think about it, if one person can cause these, one person can't spread love can spread compassion, can spread generosity. And look who are the, how they're called. They are called blessed, and they receive the kingdom of God. And so when they are blessed into the rest of the kingdom of God, the people who are on his right and are blessed, and they are puzzled why they are blessed, but they hear comfort again and saying, when you took care of the least of these, you did what? You took care of me. And so as we are looking to see how we can be a blessing to hating, that we want to give our one day's wage, that we are going to show compassion to the least of these. We can realize that though we may not see them, we may not ever visit them, but we have not seen him either. But yet when we're visiting, when we're sharing and giving our resources, guess what? We're taking care of him when we take care of the least of these. But on the other hand, the left, to be exact, are the goats who are cursed and sent to the fire that burns for how long? Forever. That was prepared for the devil and his angels. 
that fire was prepared for the devil and his angels, and the ghosts are going to go there with him. We see that again in Revelation, that when death is swallowed up, they are, the enemies thrown in with them. They're okay, have fun, all y'all. Just think about that, that the enemy is going to be with those same place, torment and damnation forever and ever. And, and, and so when we see this, when we see this, they are cursed, they are damned because they have not did what God asked them to do because they are puzzled. Now they're saying, wait a minute, Lord, why are we cursed? Why are we in trouble? He says, when I was hungry. And they, and they think the same thing too. When did I ever see the king in trouble? If I saw the king, I would have helped the king. President Obama fall down, man, I'd be the first one to run up. Hey, let me help you up because he might reward me, right? You know, that's, that's what we think about that. You know, I'm, I might get a reward for this. That's somebody, that's somebody famous. I can get recognized for this. But what about that bums laying down there on the street that falls down? Will you run over to help them out? No, they all right. And so they're looking at the king. When were you like this? He says, when you, you did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it to me. So when you, when you, when you are willing to help me out, but when so-and-so is laying down hungry, naked, thirsty, in prison, visiting, you didn't even bother to check on them. You basically say, you don't want to check on me. Y'all see that? So where's our hearts? Are we so concerned about the popular and the wealthy, the influential, what's cool and what's in, that we always do what they say? Or do we look to see about those who are on the outskirts? Because you can look. In any place you go, you can look and see how people move to the outskirts because they're not accepted. And so when they're not accepted, they, they, they know how to navigate out. There's people, there's a lot of people have dealt with rejection so much in their lives that when it comes down to being a crowd, they don't know how to take it because they know they're about to get pushed out. And since they know they're about to get pushed out, they'll push themselves out before you get a chance to do it. But when you're loving, you tell them, come on in, and they become trusting, and they become open, then they realize that, wow, this is what love feels like. I want to be a part of this. That's what Jesus showed us, that when he came, they said, do you know who's wiping your feet? Do you know who he's eating with? He says, this is who I came for. I came for the lost. I came for the least. I came for those who need me the most. If Christ, the king of all, the most powerful man in the world, can come as a servant. He was, he was the undercover boss before he became popular. He came, they didn't even recognize him, but he served all. Think about the most powerful man in the world is known for washing feet. The richest man in the world is known to be a carpenter who lost his mind. The most powerful man in the world allowed people to nail him to a cross. So when you think about who he is and what he has done for us, how dare us to think that we are higher than somebody else? That washing feet beneath me. Serving you is beneath me. 
Humbling myself to you is beneath me. The saying goes that he's saying people saying you're hurt. Are you saying meek means you're weak? Try being meek for a week. Because if you think meek is weak, think about Christ was meek for a week. As we're about to impart in passion, we were about to look at a suffering servant through knowing he's about to become rejected, maligned, and despised. But he's willing to embrace it for our resurrection. And so I want us to understand that God is looking at our hearts. He sees that, are we genuine and caring one for another? Are we doing it just to be seen? He has seen how we love one another because we will understand that those who are righteous are the ones on the right who are called blessed that enter his eternal rest. Those who are on his left have become cursed and they have entered eternal punishment where there is no rest. Remember the shepherd separates the sheep and the goat for them to have rest. In this, in this simile, in this, in this point out, this great shepherd's point out, I will separate the sheep. They will have rest. Those on the left, the goats, will have no rest. They will be internal pain and suffer in fire and brimstone with who? The devil and his angels. Because left represents those who have cursed and out of favor. The right represents what is favor and what is honor, what is esteemed. That's why many want to be at the right hand. And where is Christ of the Father? At the right hand of the Father. So the righteous ones are on the right, are, are on the right in the place of honor, who look after the needs because they looked after the needs of the other, and they will know eternal life. But the curse who did not please God, but looked to please selfish desires, will now enter eternal punishment. We too need to look and search our hearts and see are we looking to serve ourselves or looking to serve the king? Because in serving the king means I need to look to serve the least of these. I need to learn to love them as I love myself, give them as I will give unto myself, that I will learn to humble myself before the great king because I'm willing to serve the least of these. And we see Jesus, the great shepherd king, came and looked at our needs. And look to us and loved on us and visit us. Because just think about our life and your situation. God came from heaven to earth. We were lonely. We were naked. We were hungry. We were thirsty. We were poor. And we were the least of these. But yet the Lord, the king, the great shepherd, the great I am, says, I am the living bread. I will give you water that you will never thirst again. I will clothe you over in glory. I will make you a new creation. Look, look, I will come after you are lost and alone, but I will invite you to come into my kingdom. Do you see how he at this end is showing how it's coming to fruition. It's coming to a total summary, a total continuous to an end. But yet Jesus, look at the humility of it. He begins the story, the son of man. The story ends with him as king. He, the son of man, came so that we might be saved and know him as king. Because one day, if you don't know him now as king, he's going to show up in glory with his angels as king. And by then, it'll be too late to acknowledge him as king because judgment is about to take place. 
So today, in the time that God gives us, we have time to serve him and love him and see how Jesus loved us. For he came from heaven to earth to show us the way, to show us how to love, how to be compassionate, how to be generous, how to be kind, how to give one to another. And then look what the ultimate sacrifice he did. He says, in order for you to know life and know life of eternity, I will die on the cross for your sins. He paid the debt so that we'd be set free. And he defeated death by rising from the grave on the third day with all power in his hands. And now that he has all power and all authority belonging to him, he has empowered us with that same power through the Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit, it empowers us to go and be changed angels and make a difference knowing that he can supply all our needs. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That he will able to and, 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 and enable us to be a blessing to others, knowing that as we take care of others, he will what? He will take care of us. So as we move to give our one day's waste this morning, we are being moved and making this sacrifice, knowing that God, what I have is not much, but I give to you what I have. Because those who have less than me, this will be a lot to them. And we'll be able to be a blessing to them. Let's turn to them and pray. Father, Lord, we come right now, mighty God. Our grateful, mighty God, for this, the opportunity, Lord, just to stand in your presence.